may this may be a truncated version, not a full album. Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you will fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there's goodness in all of us. There's goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Today is November the 3rd, 2018. I'm here with Craig, and uh, Deb is back in America, but uh, she has jet lag, so we'll see her next week. Craig, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good morning. Good yeah. morning. You know, every time I read my first passage, I, you know, and I say there's goodness in this world, mm-hmm. and then I think about the news, and, you know, just there's just been lots of light. Even today, yeah. there was a shooting that happened in Florida. Um, a guy walked into, you know, I guess it was a workout place and um, shot two women, and then uh, I think he took his own life, I believe. Yep, but it was a yoga place. Yeah, exactly. There was yep. a yoga place, and uh, we had the, we didn't mention place where people go to heal. Exactly. This, this, this is just getting nuts, man. <coughs> it's it's crazy. Uh, I don't know if the midterms have a lot to do with it. You know, uh, dog, Donald Trump is, I don't, I don't even call it a dog whistle anymore. It's, it's basically a whistle. I mean, we've had Willie Horton again, you know, in in the um, in the form of a uh, Latino guy who I guess killed two officers. This goes back a long time ago, and Donald Trump is saying, hey, you know, th- if you vote Democrat, this is what's going to happen. And it's look horrible. At, look, at what, look at what is happening, folks. Yeah. And, and uh, we're going to focus today really quickly on, uh, mm-hmm. on, on some Old Testament yeah. uh, and basically try and, try and bring it out a little bit. Old Testament can be a little thick, but there's something really important here as far as just kind of a little history lesson about immigration and, uh, and how God accepts others even when society doesn't, yeah. and, and how a personal uh, story um, about risking with the love of your heart and not trusting the devil you know yeah. can really pay off. Uh, we're going to focus on the Old Testament, and it's a, it's a short one, folks, so... Mm-hmm. Grab your B-I-B-L-E and, and open it to Ruth, and, and it's a, it's, we're just going to focus on the first chapter of Ruth, uh, verses 1 through 18, and, yeah. and if you've got it handy, man, I don't have it handy. Oh, sure. Let me, uh, let me open us up in prayer. Right on. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. It's a chilly Saturday morning, but uh, it's still a wonderful one. We thank you so much for waking us up and um, getting us motivated to get dive into your word once again. Uh, we try not to take any time off. You know, we do this every Saturday because we sort of need it. It's sort of something that it's sort of like refueling us, like stopping at a proverbial gas station to fuel us up so that we can 
hit the road and um, and be driven to where we need to go and to deal with all of the things that happen in life because we're filled with the love of you. And we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we feel, every fiber of our being, when people see us, they can see the love of God shine through us and the message that we deliver to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, Ruth. <clears throat> so we're going to go into Ruth, first chapter, verses 1 through 15. And everybody's going to ask, who is Ruth? <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll read it one through, one through 18. Oh, 18. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You'll, okay. you'll get a sense, and then we'll talk about things. Sure. Okay, this is the NIV version. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Emilek. Elimelech. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Elimelech. His, wife, his wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Mahlon and Kilion. They were Ephrates from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech's, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with the two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Oprah and the other Ruth. And they had lived uh, there about ten years. Both Malon and Kilian also died. And Naomi was left with, uh, without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-laws prepared to return home from there. With her two daughter-in-laws, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said, to her two daughters-in-laws, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and wept aloud, and they wept aloud, and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your cousins? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. And at this they wept aloud again. Then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. When you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. 
And there it is. You recognize that little bit in there where you go, I go, where you die? Uh, yeah, yeah. It said, a lot, it said a lot in marriages. Yes. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it echoes, I think we heard this in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I think either someone telling Jesus where you go, I will go. <laughs> I think Peter said that as well. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. So if we look at the family tree of Ruth, I've got it right here. You can, like, take oh, a look. Nice. Yeah. We sort of see how um, eventually, uh, if you read the entire uh, book of Ruth, uh, things do work out. Mm-hmm. She does find a husband in, um, in Bethlehem in Judea, and, uh, and that union sparks the lineage of uh, King David and, mm-hmm. and onward into and, and she becomes the great-great-grandmother of... Guess who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JC. So there's a reason <laughs> kind of this is like built up like this. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the writers of the Bible could have gone back and whitewashed this. Yeah. And kind of made it into, you know, um, a kind of simple little story. But they didn't. They, it, it becomes a very personal journey of, not only Naomi, an immigrant woman who, with her husband, goes to, because of famine, has to cross uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Dead Sea and go to a strange place with different customs, yeah, you know, different gods, different ways of doing things, mm-hmm. and try and fit in, and they do, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they find, uh, you know, husbands in the new land for, or daughters in the new land for their sons, yeah. And uh, it doesn't work out. All the men die. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a, a, a transmigration immigrant story where you know, she's returning back to her home, home but bringing, uh, reluctantly, yeah. Ruth. Yes. Who is going to face hardship and, and be ostracized. And, you know, the only thing, the only thing Ruth have, has going for her, mm-hmm. you know, is the fact that she... You know, is grateful and uh, to Naomi and wants to protect her. Yeah. But back then, and you'll see later on, you know, it alludes to this, you know, when Ruth marries uh, Bezos, mm-hmm. uh, that and, and she eventually marries a, a Judean mm-hmm. man. Um, but uh, what you'll see is that the, these women are not, you know, they're not making decisions based upon, like, you know, an easy, easy kind of like mm-hmm. you know way of doing things. They're they're considered property. Yeah. And and now that they don't have husbands, they don't have land, they don't have anything to offer. Right. And so not only are they kind of you know the best thing they can hope for is charity among you know mm-hmm. their relatives and charity among uh, the people in. Uh, Judea, where Ruth, right. Ruth yeah. is, there's, yeah. there's really, um, they really don't have a lot going for them, I mean, uh, other than, you know, the grace of God uh, mm-hmm. helping them persevere yeah. throughout this. And uh, anyway, we were talking before, you know, uh, I was, it was interesting, you know, yeah. I, I, I got a haircut today, and I have this barber, he's, he's kind of an old old guy. And, uh, well, this is early in the morning to get a haircut. No, I mean, not today. I mean, okay. uh, earlier yeah. this week. Oh, this week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, excuse me. Cool. And uh, it was early. Yeah. <laughs> then. Yeah. Anyway, um, he proceeded to, I don't know, he, he felt kind of talky that day. Mm-hmm. And he proceeded to tell me uh, all, uh, you know, the fears. And he believes all these fears about this caravan coming up with, mm-hmm. you know, 
either Muslims, you know, yeah. or Arabic people, like uh, yeah. the administration has, has been saying, or or uh, people who are going to use the resources here yeah. and, and take advantage. He, he said them in much in less kinder terms. Yeah. He called them, um, you know, uh, you know, a name I don't want to repeat. Sure. But well, he's buying into what he's been told. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and, and instead of just seeing these people as people, mm-hmm. you know, he saw them as, you know, as, you know, thieves or yeah. as, as people who were coming to as a threat. Yeah. And I'm sure that this is not a new way of thinking when I look at <laughs> how many you know, thousands of years ago, this story mm-hmm. was written. It yeah. seems as though, you know, why aren't we getting it? Yeah. Why aren't we getting the courage of these people? Why aren't we talking about, you know, the plight of these people? Yeah. And why aren't we talking about how, if God's grace can help them, why can't we? Yeah. Um, quick, quick question. So, does Moab, if Moab is where they're going, or is that where they're coming from? Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll go back and, and, and just, just the story. So sure. we have Naomi and Elimelech and famine in Judea. They, they, cross, yeah. they, they cross over into, into Moab yes. in order to find a better way of life. Okay. They immigrate to Moab. <laughs> yes. There they ha- and they have two sons, and there they establish a, a life and a family until all the men die. Got it. Then Naomi grabs the daughters-in-law and Naomi says, i got to go back. Yeah. You know, I've got no place here right. in this land without husbands, yeah. right, without men. You know, the, you know, women are kind of lost. And she, yeah. she says, well, you have, a, you have a family base here. You stay here. Yeah. And Ruth says, no way. And goes back with Naomi and immigrates back to that to Naomi's uh-huh. you know home. Oh, Judea. To Judea. And now I'm so we get you know we get it both sides here. Sure. Uh, but all from a woman, uh, all from a woman's point of view, mm-hmm. which sort of lets you know that you know if it from a, was from a guy's point of view, you know they could probably you know mm-hmm. because it was a man's world back then. Yeah. They could establish a little bit more uh, power. Sure. Well, yeah. And gather probably more resources, mm-hmm. you know. They would still have to, you know, you know, stay within the laws of their tribe, okay. you know, yeah. or be accepted somehow mm-hmm. by the tribe of another. Got it. But but women had nothing. Yeah. And especially if they didn't have men, they had less than nothing. Yeah. yeah. S- except, you know, for the hope that they could be slaves. Mm-hmm. Or that someone would take pity on uh, upon them and, and offer them charity, mm-hmm. you know. There's, you know, all they could do was hope. So this, to me, is a story of risking with love. Oh, sure. And and not, yeah. And and going into the dark and not trusting the yeah. devil, you know. Yeah. You know. Well, Judea it appears to represent the promise that things will be better. Well, you know, there was a famine. It was bad, and yeah. and and they go back to Judea, and it's, you'll you'll read if you read the story yeah. that they're harvesting barley. So the famine is over, and people yeah. are doing better. Mm-hmm. Naomi hears this and says, "Like, okay, I'm going to go back home." You yeah, know, you know. Yeah, but but both of Naomi, both Ruth and Naomi, step, are stepping out of their tribal patterns, mm-hmm. and in this story, we see them as individuals, but. Because when we read these stories, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing um, a kind of a universal perspective. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, put aside Oprah and Himalaya and all these other people, sure. you start to see things in the universal scene. Yeah, you know, I get the sense of home, and it's, it's funny that we're approaching November. When I think of November, I think of uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, family gatherings. That's right. Stuff like that. Yeah, and home can represent different things for different people. You know, sometimes coming back home, is a wonderful thing. Sometimes you have to find a new home. I mean, you know, like I live in the Bay Area now. I've been here for the last 21 years. So this is home. But I can always go back to Washington, D.C. But even in D.C., because of gentrification, a lot of, I think I only have one family member who is still in Washington, D.C. Everyone else is in Virginia or Maryland or, you know, elsewhere, the, the outskirts. So the whole idea of home, I, I, can, I can relate to Ruth and even Naomi, you know, the, uh, the mother. Because the mother-in-law, because you know they had one home, Judea, but of course it was wracked by famine. You know back then, they had to go to Moab um, to find a new home, and now they're coming back to a home. So home is 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 transitioning. Well, I think one of the things that it says to me, and I you know I lived out here in the Bay Area by myself, mm-hmm. and my family's all all scattered around too. We yeah. haven't had a a kind of a ritualistic, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I've had orphans' Thanksgivings and orphans' Christmases now for so long that it's kind of like, you know, it's it's a it's it's a thing with me. But sure. I've gathered a network of family and friends. Yeah, and, and if you're in town, you can join too. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, where we do have a ritual of of being together mm-hmm. and and celebrating the fact that you know. You know, we are still together. Yeah. Uh, the few of us that are, that are still remain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, uh, but, yeah, so home is where you make it. Um, and Ruth realizes that when she decides to uh, leave her home. Yeah. And her security with with what she could have with yeah. her sister, yeah. you know, with their family and their land. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she has decided, you know, that she married into this family and that's it. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. she was going to make a home where, wherever you know, yeah. that commitment she made lies, whether whether or not her husband was there yeah. or not, with her mother-in-law. Yeah, I mean, when I when I think about home, and I I know that you're pointing somewhere, but I, one thing that strikes me interesting, I think of two things. Number one, home is, or rather, family. You have like a built-in family, like hey, you know, I'm born a clay. And you're born a Dickerson, and I can't change that. You know, that is what it is. And for my part, I'm happy of my family because, you know, I have a very strong family. I love my family. Other folks don't have it that way. But then you have the family or the home. It it can only be a home if someone welcomes you in. I mean, you know, uh, when I had no idea what friends I would have when I came to the area or how hospitable the job would be because I was hired before I even came here. Luckily... They were hospitable, and, you know, I did make it a home. But there's a two-way street. You know, I can go to someone and say, hey, I want to make this my home. But the community has to sort of open their arms and say, hey, this is your home. When Ruth and Naomi decide to, I believe they made the decision to stay, they're going to stay in Moab, right? What's that? In in the story, in Ruth, I believe they're staying. In other words, Naomi told Oprah and um, and Ruth, Ruth, go back to Judea because no, go back to Moab. Okay, thank you. Stay in Moab. Yeah, no, Naomi, Naomi didn't want to take them back to Judea. Yeah, you know they were facing who knows what. Right, exactly. 
and they had much more security there, mm-hmm. uh, being there, and, yeah. and they, you know, with their parents, and, mm-hmm. you know, and she was, you know, yeah, she said, like, you can, you have a better chance of finding a new husband here, right, you know? right, so, and, and so they're, they're here, and they want to, they you know, when, when we go to a place, we don't know if they'll be hospitable, if they'll open their arms. Well, uh, well you know, when they when they do go back to Judea, and mm-hmm. we'll read later on the story, sure. I mean, it's not as if the Judean people really welcome them. And they take some, they need some convincing. Right. I mean, uh, Bezos you know, he decides he, he will marry Ruth. Had, you know, he can't just decide. He had to go get permission from the elders. And, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of talk about, you know, it's it's alluded to, but it's you know, but not directly. But you know, the interracial marriage between these tribes is something that's you know mm-hmm. that's not ordinary and 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 has to be approved by everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's not as if people can think for themselves and do for themselves. Yeah, you know, and so and so we're you know. Sort of like, you know, how society is now between, uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, whether immigrants have specific rights or whether they don't or yeah. whether, whether society approves of, of interracial or intertribal right. marriage. And, 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 and the way things are so divisive now, it seems mm-hmm. like it's only going to get worse. Yeah, and I was pointing towards that, you know, how does America represent itself as it, are we welcoming, is this home? It's certainly home for us, you know, because we're born in the USA. You know, even that's under challenge, you know, if you've heard the news where, you know, Trump wants to take away citizenship for those who are even born in the USA. Well, I'm asking everyone. I mean, I know I know you and I, uh, Reg, and we know how we feel about it, but we need to ask everybody. Ask sure. my barber. Yeah. You know, what, what do you say to others who criticize you for marrying, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a foreigner? Sure. I mean, what do you say to that? Yeah. You know, and and – in this story, God's grace says, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to he's going to make things happen. Yeah, he's going to move things in this this poor young woman's life, mm-hmm. um, in spite of all these things. Yeah, in spite of all, in spite of all the people who are turning their backs or saying no. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to point out one little brief thing, and mm-hmm. it's in, if everybody can like. Uh, kind of look at Numbers, uh, chapter 25, 1 through 9, mm-hmm. you can sort of see why, you know, Christianity is so um, messed up in ways. Mm-hmm. Because I think Christians will use, you know, the Bible literally in order just to get their point of view across. I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, the religious right. Yeah, but I'm finding specific things now. It's yeah. Just, this, Number, this, you say Numbers 25, 1 uh, through Numbers 25, 1 through 9. Yeah, I've got it right here. Yeah. So here's what it says, NIV version. While, while Israel was staying in Shittim, the men began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women who invited them to the sacrifices to their gods. The people ate the sacrificial meal and bowed down before these gods. So Israel yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor, and the Lord's anger burned against them. The Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of these people, kill them, and expose them in broad daylight before the Lord, so that the Lord's fierce anger may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to Israel's judges, Each of you must put to death those of you, your people who have yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor. 
did an Israelite man brought into the camp a Midianite woman right before the eyes of Moses and the whole assembly of Israel while they were weeping at the entrance to the tent of meeting. When Phinehas, son of Elzer, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw this, he left the assembly, took a spear in his hand, and followed the Israelites uh, into the tent. He drove the spear into both of them, right through the Israelite man, and into the woman's stomach. Then the plague against the Israelites was stopped. All right, go ahead. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I know that sounds like a bunch of, you know, kind mm-hmm. of hellfire and brimstone, does it? And it's kind of weird because, uh, you know, like, different so-called, you know, Christian groups yeah. will use, you know, passages like this. Sure. And, you know, in order to justify hate, in order to justify hate speech, in order to justify violence against those. I mean, I'm not talking about just everyday kind of like any old Bible. I'm talking about like KKK uses this. Sure, sure. Uh, I think Mormon Church uses this a lot, you know, in order to intimidate yeah. and, and, and fire up people. Sure. And... And this is the kind of junk we're living in today. Yeah. You know, where people will use, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they can mm-hmm. in order to kind of create fear and hate among people. Yeah. And foment it. Yeah. And I've had it. I've kind of done. Yeah. So well, bringing I'm Ruth in kind yes. of makes me feel like, mm-hmm. you know, look, folks, you know, here's here's the here, here's the real love. Here's what happens. Love, love is is, is what makes things work. Yeah. You know, yeah. love and loyalty, and mm-hmm. and and taking a risk on love. Yeah, taking instead of you know mm-hmm. relying on fear and hatred and division. I mean, in Ruth, they're surrounded by that. Yeah, and and still, mm-hmm. it works out. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we can get New Testament about it if we like, but. Um, <laughs> but this is kind of yeah. cool that it's it, it's you know it takes place so so long ago. Yeah, you know Ruth represents. She's basically a woman who is in the land of Moab, and she you know she's a foreigner because she's originally from Judea, I believe, right? Yeah. And she that was Naomi is. Well, yeah, Naomi is. So Naomi with her two sons went to Moab. Okay, so the I, I used to <laughs> it's 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what I'm saying, the, the reason I brought out, you know, brought out the other, mm-hmm. the other passage is yeah. because, you know, a lot of times in Hebrew, Hebrew scriptures, you know, it, it, you you'll see this great tension and contradicting, mm-hmm. you know, kind of opinions about how to treat foreigners. Yeah, I mean, here it just happens to be both talking about. Women from Moab here in Ruth and there in uh, mm-hmm. in, in in Numbers. Yeah, and and what I like about Ruth is it becomes less about the Moab yeah. women in general, but sure. about Ruth about a very personal story. Yeah, and it takes it down to mm-hmm. to a real level with me. Yeah, you know? so again, and now and now I I sort of I have a map down now. So yeah. Naomi, this is the older woman. Mm-hmm. She is from Judea. Who right. came to Moab and made Moab her home, right. and befriended two Moabite women who became their, her, her her daughters-in-laws. And then, and then the and then the tables turned, and things change. Mm-hmm. 
and they had to go in reverse. Yeah. With the immigration story. Right. And yeah, so you have two women from two different cultures, but they don't recognize their differences. In other words, Ruth is from Judea. I'm sorry, no, Ruth is from Moab, and <laughs> Naomi is from Judea. I don't know that. <laughs> in case, um, but they don't see themselves as two different individuals. I mean, um, Naomi has taken on Ruth, and really Oprah as well, but he has told Oprah, listen, you need to go back. Go to Judea, because there's nothing here. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't give you another husband. And, you know, things have gotten really bad here, so... Well, you know, things will be better if you go to my to Judea. You know, things are better there. But Ruth says, no, you are my family now. You accepted me. You opened up your, your arms to me. And although I'm not your blood relative, you have accepted me uh, in this land. And I've accepted you in my land because Ruth is from Moab. Right. She's a Moabite. You That's know, right. This That's is, right. And so she's accepted this so-called foreigner, air quotes foreigner, Naomi, as her mother, as her blood. Yeah. And, you know, that that's a wonderful thing. I mean, and I think about, you know, what we're going through right now. And I'm saying, you know, like uh, people will use number, num- you know, numbers as. No, I mean, it, it all has to do with the Babylonian exile or the Israelites sure. exile. And, and the Babylon, I mean, if you look at the kind of like break it down, I mean, yeah. if you look at the books of um, Ezra and Nehemiah, and, and they'll talk about, you know, how terrible interracial marriage is and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then. You look at Ruth, and, and, and you can look at the, the book of Jonah and Isaiah, and you start to see uh, a little change in the, in the way people are right about um, mm-hmm. God's concern. Yeah. God starts to be concerned about all people, yeah. not just the Israelites. That's right. You know, and, and so not just the people of Israel. The people of Israel, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in these earlier books are, you know, fighting, mm-hmm. you know, Oppression, fighting, you know, uh, idolatry, yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. of course being exiled all sure. over the place. Sure. Um, and, and, and then, but then there's an opening up of, of, of God's love and acceptance of all people. And then, of course, when you get the Christ story, it becomes very, very clear mm-hmm. that all people are to be loved. Absolutely. And all people are loved by God, yeah. no matter who, no matter where, mm-hmm. no matter what. And, yeah. and it seems like if we've come all this way you know, to mm-hmm. learn that, why aren't we learning it still? You know, one thing that I think about when people talk about how horrible things are, no matter what it is, whether it be shootings or... You know, if you're a conservative, you know, how the liberal media is treating you, or if you're a liberal, how Trump is, you know, treating you, whatever. One thing that I think we need to look at, especially as we look at Ruth, are we contributors to the problem, or are we, you know, when we talk about, you know, what's what's happening, where do we, you know, what, what's our role? You know, are we, do we, you know, you talk about people who use the Bible for their own purposes to, you know, to attack other people. Are we a part of that? We have to look in the mirror. We have to say to ourselves, who are we? You know, if Ruth were, if, if Ruth were an immigrant or if Naomi, I, I should actually say, were the old woman who, who was an immigrant coming into our land who just wants to, you know, find um, a, a good woman for her husband so that she can start a family. 
not to desecrate Moab. I don't think she came into the land of Moab to desecrate Moab. I think Naomi just wanted to find a, a, a hiding place. I mean, a resting place. Well, they were they were running from famine. They were hoping exactly. to better their lives. Exactly. And uh, you know that that's what you know that's what we kind of like really need to understand. Yeah. You know about especially these caravan people and and even even. Americans' own ancestors, mm-hmm. you know, is, exactly. that, is that when they enter a place as, you know, you know, that's not their land, they're, they're setting themselves up to constant subtle and not so subtle mm-hmm. reminders that, that you're not one of us. Yeah. You know, and that's putting it very, very lightly, you know. I mean, that's putting it very, very lightly. And what we find in Ruth is this kind of, speech that becomes personal, becomes really powerful as a narrative, mm-hmm. you know, that that says very clearly that people mm-hmm. are often constricted, you know, when they come to a new place of the same kind of social, you know, racial, ethical, religious mm-hmm. boundaries. And you start to see in this story in spite of all those things, God works across all of it. Yeah. Even in the most rigid and and difficult positions, mm-hmm. you know, and God establishes a new hope and new boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and we have to trust that that will happen, even if we're Ruth, and we have to hope we can make that happen. Exactly. I mean, I think that's what makes what makes this a Christian message to me mm-hmm. is not just trusting in God and not just believing in God, yeah. but to be like Ruth, to to establish the boundaries through faith. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what makes it a Christian story to me is it's not just believing, which is there. Yeah. Which you know, you can read the story and believe and because God did yeah. know, reach across all these like various yeah. struggles to make you know, this happened. I mean, we're, we're not reading the last part of Ruth, but um, they do live happily ever after. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. but, you know, the, the, the other part of it is, like, the actual doing it, the actual embracing. Yeah. You know, who, we always say, who are we in these, uh, yeah. in these narratives? Yeah. What characters are we? Are we Ruth, mm-hmm. Naomi? You know, who are we? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the elders in the tribe I feel like the elders of the tribe who accept her in. Yeah. That's who I feel like I want to be. I want to be the person that makes it happen mm-hmm. and sees God's love yeah. and recognizes it and kind of you know, manifests it mm-hmm. in some way. That's who I want to be. I don't know. I can't be Ruth. I don't know if I'm brave enough to be Ruth. I kind of want to stick by home, don't you? I don't want to run to a new place where I've got no hope, no job, Mm -hmm. no love, you know, no family. Mm -hmm. You know, that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. To be Ruth or Naomi. Yeah. You know, to be put in these circumstances. So I see myself in in the safe area of the elders, and it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, at least I can do that. Yeah. At least I can love this stranger. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm reading at the very bottom, uh, verse 22 of Ruth 1. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem. 
as the barley harvest was beginning. And I know there's more to the story, but mm-hmm. it just strikes me as, uh, you know, the two of them. And now the famine is, now the famine is left to yes. Judea. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sure they're kind of like, well, we're doing fine now. We don't need, uh, mm-hmm. we, don't need we, we don't need more people. Yeah. One of the things that somebody brought up, which I thought was interesting, I never even thought of in the yeah. Bible study when we looked at this, is mm-hmm. Wednesday. Yeah. Is that oftentimes, you know, in little towns, like say in uh, rural mm-hmm. You know, England. Yeah. Um, there would be a lot of intermarriage because people didn't really cross boundaries. So when strangers came in, it was also a chance to have new blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which would uh, mm-hmm. which would make the whole community healthier. So yeah. I don't know. It was something to think about as far as that's concerned. Oh, sure. sure. And I, 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 you know, uh, folks, I don't run into, and of course maybe I'm in a bubble because I'm in the Bay Area, I don't run into a lot of folks who have a problem with interracial marriage. I do, and it's funny because I wrote about this, and I I just finished doing a play for in Paris where we deal with interracial marriage. Mm -hmm. I do wonder, we can get into, you know, say interracial relationships, and we can embrace someone Sometimes without knowing, without really um, appreciating appreciating their culture, it's like, uh, oh, I, you know, I, I like Reg because you know he's a black guy, but he's not like those other black guys. You know, he's <laughs> he, he's cultured and blah blah this and blah blah that, which is of course that is weak so eloquently, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. And um, and I think as we go out into the world, I mean, you know, what what message do we put out? I mean, there are a lot of messages here. But as we meet people from different cultures or whatever, not only to embrace them, but to also acknowledge that although they're in America, and but, you know, they have their own culture. I mean, I, when I speak to someone from a different culture, um, I try to learn a little from them, you know, because they, you know, it's all about, it, it's, I don't want someone to assimilate or to feel, the only way that I can feel at home here in America is if I act American or, you know, <laughs> put away, you know, my, my own personal culture and that's that shouldn't be that way it, well I th- to me it's just a matter of uh, you know I, th- I think we need to kind of like stop stop looking at ourselves as so different yeah um, at ourselves yes as so different I mean yes I, you know when people say you know now looking at the family tree and we see you know that Ruth is a direct ancestor of Jesus yes that all these people who kind of claim, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that cross-cultural breeding and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, na- nationalism or tribalism, sure. whatever you want sure. to call it. Yeah. It's like, looks like here Jesus is an offspring of mixed race and ancestry. My goodness, what do you say to that? Exactly. What do you say? Not much you can, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I when I was growing up, I mean, you and I are the same age, but I remember, you know, I think it was a schoolhouse rock, you know, talk about the American melting pot and the tapestry of, you know, American culture and how wonderful it is for us to be diverse. I hope that that's not lost in 2018. It's a wonderful thing to, you know, be multicultural. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I hope I hope people get that idea because it's a. I mean, it, you know, it's it, it's it's the way it should be. Yeah, it's the way it should be. Yeah, um, you know, we should all we should all just be brothers and sisters. Yeah, you know, and every I, single one of us. Yeah, and I put myself in the shoes, if I can, of both Ruth and also Naomi. I mean, 
these are individuals who are not coming into Moab. I mean, Naomi didn't come into Moab to destroy Moab. She wanted to, you know, just find a place where she can, this is what I was talking about before we got interrupted, to, uh, to, to raise a family, to, to just find a place where, you know, she could be happy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And once upon a time, bringing it back to America, we used to represent that. We used to to push that, you know, that's why we have the Statue of I don't know where we lost that. And, yeah. and, and Christ always said, the least of these. Yes. You care about the least of these, you care for me. And here, it's that message, once again, is that God acts through the enemy. Yes. You know, through the one who is least likely to batter in their community. Yes. You know, which is a widowed foreigner. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> Come right. on. You know, if you think that is difficult in today's society, mm-hmm. which it is. Yeah. Imagine, just yeah. imagine what it be, would be like when women, you know, mm-hmm. were property at their best. Yeah. At their best. Yes. So, to me, this is just a very heroic and moving story. Yeah. And when I look at the troops that are mm-hmm. aligned, the war that is set down in our border yeah. to, like, set their guns and violence against women. Yeah. Who have nothing. Yes. Who have struggled. Yes. You know, to pay coyotes and children and young men. Yes. Who have nothing but the hope that someone will pity them and embrace them. Yeah. And and say, please, Mm -hmm. let us help you. Yeah. That's all they want. And And and, and, it just astounds me that people like my barber. Yeah. And and I know lots and lots of other people who sit upon this thing with fear. Mm -hmm. You know? And have no, you know, yeah. have, have no, you know, openness. Think about, think about this for those who are listening. We just talked, we just mentioned that Naomi, I'm sorry, um, Ruth has a lineage to Jesus Christ. Basically, if you, yeah, if you, if you put all it together, yeah. I know the Bible's full of all these like family trees and stuff. Well, sure, but you know, now if and, and, and Trump, no, so so Trump basically is he's basically I don't know it's it's you know he's going to have a problem getting it through the judiciary, but he says, listen, anyone who's born in America but your your parents are not American, you shouldn't be American. Well, what about his two kids? Oh, well, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> well, I don't know. If that applied to Naomi. That would mean that, you know, let's say if Naomi had come to America, let's just put our, our, you know, fictional hats on. And we said, no, she's not welcome here because she's not American. I mean, she just wants to give birth to a child. That would mean the lineage, that would eliminate the lineage to Jesus Christ. Well, it didn't happen, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> I guess we have more grace and, and yeah. God's power of love moving through I mean, if we, through life anyway. If we call ourselves Christians, would you really eliminate the lineage, you know, uh, someone who's a direct inheritance to Jesus Christ? Would we export, would we, you know, would we throw out, you know, uh, Jesus if he were, you know, to cross the border? I mean, we have to think about that. We have to think about, you know, just who, you know, who we are. And who we claim to be, you know, throwing out. I understand that there are bad people. Well, there are bad Americans. You know, we just had someone who sh- shot up a place in Florida. I'm sorry, but an American citizen. You know, the, the the focus on violence in this country is so skewed and mm-hmm. so messed up. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm starting to be afraid of. People like me, people who look like me. Yeah. I'm talking middle-aged white <laughs> You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel, like a, I feel like I stereotype a threat right now. It's, 
pretty it's pretty creepy. You know? <laughs> well, you're not packing, Greg. <laughs> sure, no, you're Grr. Yeah. Beware my sting, right? Yeah, and I, and I understand the frustration and the anger. And I understand as we go back into numbers, you know, numbers talk about how people are frustrated and angry, and that's why they were raping the Moabite women and talking about killing, you know, the, the priests who are, you know, practicing. And here they get all this from Moses and God. And it's sure. like, you know, it's creepy. It's totally creepy. It totally makes me realize why people are turned off with yeah. the Bible and, and stuff like that because it can't, mm-hmm. it's just used yeah. sometimes in the worst possible way. And people may say, the way they're dealing with tra- transgender people, oh, trying sure. to make them non people. Yeah. You know, trying to make horrible. innocent children into animals and yeah. non people. Yeah. It's got to stop. Yeah, it's and gotta stop. People may be turned off to the Bible. It's like, oh my God, I'm reading the Old Testament and how they treat, you know, they talk about slaves and women and all this sort of stuff. You know, when I look into the Old Testament, I take into context that the Old Testament were written by individuals who were writing about people who thought in a very old way. This was the traditional way that other people thought. Before Plus, the transition, before Christ came in, before, you know, Christ's, you know, um, new philosophy of. Love us. Love your fellow man as if you as if you love God. But the struggle was, but the struggle was in a way the same. It was. It, I think it's a little difficult to glean it, mm-hmm. and that's a great word you'll see a lot in Ruth. Sure. Gleaning. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to glean the word. Yeah. You know, when um, when you know what it's dealing with is the human struggle, mm-hmm. the human struggle to find divinity. Yeah. In and amongst a turbulent time with, you know, mm-hmm. with violence and slavery yeah. and mistreatment of women. Yes. And, and so on. It's, yeah. it's difficult, but, but one of the beauties of these stories is that, yes, you can see God's love even in these really horrible situations. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what I get from it. But yeah. it, it takes looking. Yeah. And it takes looking at these stories you know, in every possible perspective. Yeah. Like I said, take on which one are you? Read, read the, read it again and be Naomi, and read it again and be Ruth. Yes. And read it again and be the elders. Yes. You know, everybody thinks, oh, well, I'm Moses or I'm, I'm the yeah. superstar. I'm the hero of the story. Not so. These stories are made for you to take every single angle and to mm-hmm. see it from every point of view, and then to kind of see how God's. Mm-hmm. God's message yeah. threads all those people together. There's a reason. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why these, yeah. these stories are, are told again and again. And I think about the Puritans who came to, you know, America. I'm talking about the European um, settlers who came in. Yeah. And um, they imagine if the American Indians had said, no, you don't belong here. You know, we're going to kill you all or, you know, we're not going to accept you. America would have never been born. I mean, it never would have never. So, for those who think of things, for the, I'm speaking to those who are more conservative, who are resistant to foreigners and all that sort of stuff. We were foreigners, all of us. If you're not a Native American, we're all foreigners. And don't think for a minute that when you know the white man showed up on these shores, they didn't say, "Well, there goes the damn neighborhood." Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. So to put a button on it, Ruth is you know was a foreigner who came into. Uh, I'm sorry, Ruth. Naomi was a foreigner <laughs> who came into Moab and was embraced by Ruth and Oprah. And Naomi, in turn, 
you know, says Ruth, you know, uh, you can go back to my country so that you can escape, you know, oppression or whatever. And Ruth says, no, you are now my mom and you are, I embrace you and our country embraces you and you are loved. And I think we, if we put ourselves in the shoes of Ruth, then we can embrace those who are different than us, who talk different than us. They have different cultures, but they are children of God too. Amen. And that's what God's calling us to do. Yeah. You know, you know, if, if we can extend that kind of care. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and receive that from one another. Yeah. We're going to get the gifts of God. That's Absolutely. kind of what the story is telling us. Absolutely. You know, but. You know, that's what that's what we need to do, and we need to wrap up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so okay. I'm going to close this out, Reg. So the Lord be with you. Thank you. The Lord be with you. Uh, let's pray. Yes. Um, dear God, thank you once again, even though we have to do a rush truncated version of our podcast this week. Um, those of you uh, who are in Lutheran, Presbyterian, or uh, Catholic, or Episcopal, or, or whatever denomination of that particular strand, you're probably going to be hearing this story uh, tomorrow morning or Sunday morning. And hopefully, you know, you'll get a more impactful and, and researched and knowledgeable version of events. But we hope you've enjoyed this this one as well. And, and we enjoy every week, God. Uh, letting us explore uh, your love through the power and wisdom of, of those who preceded us. And so we can carry it forward and do the things that you know, we want to do in your eyes that's good and do the right things um, the way you would have it done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Now that was a good one. And here is my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud. That's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg Space Clay, and D.L. Carragher for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible's been around for thousands of years. And even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store. Go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for it. you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you will find us. Thank you for listening. I'm